Hello everyone and welcome to season two. I decided to conclude season one because it just felt like it was just right. Feels like a new chapter is brewing in my own life and so I think it was just the right time and so I wanted to start off season two with a brand new interview with Julia. She got back from Europe a few weeks ago from her first solo trip um, in in Europe and so um, she is one of the favorite guests from our podcast. She's been on three times now and so I'm super excited to um, present this interview and I'm super excited for what's to come. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into it. Oh, and really quick, sorry for the audio quality throughout the episode. We recorded outside, so it's a bit choppy in some sections, but hopefully it does not impede the story we're telling. Um, <laughs> I promise that I'll try to work on better sounds uh, in future episodes, but just bear with us for this one. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> Let's do this again. <laughs> okay. So, everyone, with another episode with one of our favorite guests, Julia. Our first solo backpacking trip in Europe. And we're going to talk all about that her adventures, um, every funny experience that happened. But first, <laughs> I just want to say really quick that we are both outside. So, mind the wind or background noise sorry about the audio but it's just so nice as fuck and we're both in the midwest so you have to take advantage of the nice weather when yes you get <laughs> exactly um, yeah it's like the second nice day that we've had in a while so i mean ever since i got back from my trip which it's been like a little over a week now but it's great like i i'm loving the nice weather right now it's really helping you know Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, like, I feel like, you know, sometimes when you get back from a trip, especially if it's, like, a longer trip, you kind of get, like, that, like, post-travel depression. I was in the blues for a couple of days when I was, when I got back, not gonna lie. Um, but now it's finally nice, so that's why me and Lydia were both outside enjoying the nice weather. Yeah, no, I think yeah. that's so normal. A real thing, because... It's a thing. I- I think you grow so much during your experiences and you have so many incredible memories that no one else can really relate to. And so it could be isolating for sure when you get back. Exactly. And I feel like your mindset really does change like so much. And because you're connecting with such like-minded people, you know, all over the world. Um, And then getting back, you kind of, I don't know, I feel like for me like not not a lot of the people around me kind of have the same mindset as me I mean besides like you know my close friends and but yeah Yeah. so that was kind of hard yeah so I was just gonna add on that topic some ways that helped me cope at least is just getting back into a healthy routine because I think when you travel you often lack a routine so it is kind of nice to get back into a schedule you know, whatever you do. I know me and Julia both have our morning routine. So just whatever helps yeah, you. It's definitely like to get back on track Yeah, like um, to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what in particular do you do in your morning, Julia? <laughs> do you want to walk us through your morning routine? <laughs> <laughs> sure. So um, basically, well, I was really excited to 
um so I always have a matcha latte like every morning I know that sounds like very basic but um I they didn't really have like a lot of matcha lattes like in Europe like it was a lot of like coffee like I drank a lot of like cappuccinos and like espresso and you know just like a lot of coffee especially in Rome and it was super cheap it was like one euro and 50 cents which is like insane like at a um like we had like a, this hostel bar that had really cheap coffee and pastries and um so I would sometimes get a coffee each morning but usually I'm a matcha person so it was kind of nice to get back to having my matcha <laughs> like every morning um and that's kind of what I do and then I have like a, a small breakfast maybe just like you know, like eggs or avocado toast or something. But I kind of just like to, you know, listen to a podcast or to have a slow morning and like eat. Like I don't like to be on my phone, like scroll on Instagram or something like that. I like to do something productive, like either I'll listen to a podcast or read a book um, kind of with my breakfast. And then I usually do like yoga or I work out, just anything active. Um, if it's nice out, like I'm going to start going to the park or just like going for a walk for like maybe 10 minutes. Um, so I think it's really important to do something active. Um, I was listening to a podcast the other day and um, I, I like to listen to Mindset Mentor. Um, that's his like uh, sp- uh, Spotify name. And um, he said it's really important to do something for your mind, body and soul each day, like each morning. So I kind of try to stick to that, you know, like something for your mind, like podcast or book, um, your body, you know, anything active, yoga, running, um, lifting. Uh, and then and then the soul, I mean, I think that all kind of ties in together. I forgot what he said for like something for your soul, but maybe just like, oh, I think it was like journaling, like keeping a journal or um, like meditating. And just kind of like showing gratitude for your day. Um, I also recommend dance parties. That always gets me in the best. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Whenever like nobody's home, I still live with my family. But whenever no one's home, I do dance parties. Like every every time, whenever there's no one home, I just put on music and just yeah, like sing my heart out and dance. (laughs) Yes. You have never done a dance party, like your own personal concert. Please do one. Like no one is watching yeah. is the most freeing thing. But anyway, um, back to traveling. Yeah. So how um, much of a morning routine were you able to have when you were traveling, if any? Uh, honestly, I barely had one. Like it was nothing compared to like my regular routine back at home. Um because we I would just kind of wake up in the morning and you know just brush my teeth you know just wash my face all that stuff um and then right away I would like either I would go get breakfast with like my roommates like at the hostel or sometimes I would just uh get breakfast by myself because I kind of I'm one of those people that like needs a balance um with you know I love people but I also love my alone time so depending on the day I would you know, get breakfast by myself or with people. And then like right away after that, I would either go do stuff like on my own or like with the friends that I have met. Um, But it was not the same type of morning routine at all that I have at home. 
um and honestly I didn't really need like the the whole like active like working out part of my morning routine just because you do so much walking in Europe like that's already a workout and walking is super healthy for you so I felt like I wasn't really missing a lot on that part but just because um I lift at home like um I felt like my upper body was getting like a little bit weaker like my arms so that like I don't know that's the only like part of it that I was kind of like missing you know you know what I mean but um (laughs) but other than that like you do so much walking your feet get so tired by the end of the day like you just go to sleep right away yeah yeah so yeah do you feel like Um, you ever experienced I know you were gone for like two and a half weeks you said uh three and a half three and a half almost a month gotcha so my question is did you ever experience kind of burnout from being away from home that long or just no (laughs) okay that's amazing (laughs) I I was like no (laughs) um yeah like for a lot of people is just yeah I was gonna say it could be exhausting right right definitely no like the travel days are definitely exhausting and what I mean by the travel days it's like when you're getting from country to country or like from city to city so like if if you're taking the train or the bus or flying there those days are super exhausting like I would be so tired I would barely like once I got to my new hostel um you know I wouldn't really have much of a plan I wouldn't really do anything unless I but sometimes I would like meet people um I mean a lot of the time and then they would like invite me to go you know get pizza or I don't know go somewhere to eat or go to the bar or something like and I like ended up joining but sometimes I would be so tired but you know it's kind of fun like when you're meeting new people and you just want to join them and yeah. you know kind of do whatever yeah of course I definitely want to get into like meeting people and like all the new connections you made but I also was curious when you said like the travel days what was the most exhausting travel transportation journey you had to go through that's a good question um a lot of my travel days were exhausting um I think well okay one major inconvenience that I had was um so basically I had booked all my trains in advance I had an intrarail pass but for some of the trains even though you have a pass um for a lot of the busy cities which pretty much all of the cities that I was going to like um you know Barcelona Paris, Madrid, Milan, uh, Rome, like all those cities, you still need to pay a reservation uh, fee and reserve your seat in advance, which I had done. But I had found out the day before I was supposed to head to Paris from Barcelona. I was taking the train there or I I was planning to. Um, I had found out from a girl that the train, uh, the trains there got canceled because they were having strikes. Um, they were on strike and they're still on strike. So it's kind of like not the best time to go to Paris right now. And it wasn't really the best time like when I was there. But I mean, although it was fine, but it was just such an inconvenience because I had to book a last minute flight because I didn't I had all my um, hostels booked already. And I didn't really want to go through the hassle of, you know, canceling them or like extending and all that stuff. So I just ended up booking a last minute flight. I mean, it was fine because I had travel, I had, um, like, uh, travel credit card points, so it covered, like, some costs, 
but it was still like a very stressful thing that I had to kind of go through. Yeah. Did you have any major safety concerns? Um, so I actually didn't, which I was surprised. I thought there was going to be, you know, something, but um, even though like I was walking at night, I was making sure like I was looking at, you know, everything around me, like I was kind of keeping my eyes peeled, <laughs> but still there's a lot of pickpocketing that happens. So you want to make sure, you know, you have your valuables like always in front of you and um, that you're, you know, try not to walk alone at night <laughs> if possible. <laughs> well, that's really good to hear that during your almost month long trip in Europe that you didn't have any like dangerous situations. I yeah, know, yeah, no, I, I actually, I didn't at all. And um, so my last night that I had to spend in, so the way I booked my flight was like really confusing. I didn't book like a one-way ticket from Lisbon and like, you know, fly out of Rome because Rome was my final destination. But, or maybe I should tell people like where I, I went because <laughs> otherwise it's going to be yeah, confusing. Yeah, take us but, through the whole itinerary. But yeah, so my itinerary, so I flew into Lisbon um, and then I took a train to Porto. Then I flew to Madrid. Then I took a train to Barcelona. Then I had to fly to Paris. Uh, uh, yeah, Paris. And then I took a train to Milan and took a bus to Rome. So um, that was from Rome. I had the mistake of buying uh, round trip tickets from Lisbon, which don't do that if you know that, like, if you know your final destination ahead of time, don't buy round trip tickets from your first, like, um, like starting point, if that makes sense because that's such a hassle <laughs> like but yeah. now I know I like I went through that so now I know like but at the because I didn't know exactly like which countries I'm doing which cities um and so I just wanted to like make it easier I guess at that point in time which make ended up making it way harder like in the end but you know but that's why I did that's why I bought round trip tickets so, so was Portugal yeah. <laughs> your favorite country? Yeah, yeah, I think it was. Um, definitely Portugal and Italy. So it's kind of hard to choose. But I would say if I had to choose, like Portugal would be my favorite country that I visited. Love that. Oh, I can't wait to go to <laughs> Portugal one day. Yes, you should. Like, I think it's such an underrated country, like, which is kind of a good thing, like, because not as many tourists come there. Um, so let's keep it that way. But it's amazing like yeah you have to visit what was some of your favorite experiences or memories in Portugal um I think a lot of it is a lot of it has to do with the people that I met at my hostel so the hostel that I stayed at was called good morning solo traveler and it was like the best I think the best hostel well definitely one of the best hostels because I've stayed in like quite a few really good hostels um, but I really loved that hostel in particular because it was just so extremely easy to meet people. So they they had like this lounge area, which had like, I think like three couch, no, like two couches um, and just like some lounge chairs. And you got uh, free sangria um, every day. And you you could have purchased like the all inclusive option as well, which gives you like three meals. And then also like unlimited beer and sangria. Um, but I didn't do that option. I just did the free breakfast and like the, 
um, they give you like a free sangria every day. But that just makes it so easy to meet people just because and I'm not saying because it's like alcohol or anything. But it's because um, everybody goes so from like, I think five to seven um, in the evening, everybody goes to like the lounge area. And so like, you know, there's so many people there. And like, we're like playing cards, like, you know, you don't have to like drink if you don't want to, of course, but it's just because there's so many people there and like it's so easy to meet people and um and just really fun like it's a very very social hostel um and then after that they have bar crawls like I think almost every day or every night um so that was a lot of fun as well um and we would so like on my first night like I met so or my first day I met so many so many people and then the next day we all went to uh we went on a train together to Sintra and Sintra is like a really cute town um it has a castle it has like the famous I forget what it's called but it's like this yellow and orange um castle and it's really cool to just like explore around there's also like a really beautiful park with really interesting trees um and yeah so and i think that city of Sintra it's only like 40 minutes by train from lisbon so it's really nice day we went to the uh, belem castle which is like of course another castle it's right on the like right on the coast um so it's really nice because there's like an ocean and then there's like this huge castle and you can go inside if you want to um and yeah and then um me and this uh, girl that I met at the hostel, we also went to Cabo de Roca, which is like the most Western point of Europe. And it's just like this, um, like right on the coast. And there's like a lot of, it's like cliffs, full of like cliffs and rocks and like beautiful greenery. Um, and just the color of the water. It's like really beautiful, like turquoise. And we went there when it was like super rainy and windy. So it was like not the best time to go there, but we still had so much fun. But we came back, like we were just like soaking wet, <laughs> like our hair, was, it looked like we had taken a shower or something, but it was still a lot of fun. That um, sounds so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, yeah, a lot of fun memories. Um, yeah, and it's also nice when you meet so many people, like, um when we went to the Belem castle I think there was like 10 of us and we ended up just taking like a like a uber which only made which only cost us I think like two dollars per person to get to the castle so you know that that's a nice like plus of meeting a lot of people <laughs> you can save money yes. instead of having to you know pay like way more for just like yourself and one other person for uber oh, yeah. yeah whatever definitely. it is yeah so you said your favorite city was Lisbon? Um, so I also went to Porto. Um, right. And I think actually, I want to say like Porto was my favorite city. Um, so Porto, it's, I believe, like an hour by train and, or an hour and a half uh, from Lisbon. And I highly recommend if you're in Portugal, you have to go to Porto because yeah, it's so beautiful. It's definitely like one of my favorite cities, if not my favorite. Um, so there's like this river that uh, it's called the Douro River. And there's like mountains or like hills, I would say, 
like yeah hills and there's these like color little colorful houses um that sit on top of the hills um and there's music everywhere like there's a lot of singers and people playing the guitar and it's just very lively like very also like a romantic city <laughs> um and yeah how it's just i just love the vibe like how would you huh? compare lisbon what did you say? to porto um so lisbon is more like city vibes <laughs> like it's more of um it's like a, a bigger city where i think um a lot of the people that live in Portugal live in Lisbon. Um, and it's more touristy. Yeah, it's way more touristy, I would say, than Porto. Um, Porto is more, I feel like it's almost like, um, I would say like a hidden gem in a way. Like, um, at least when I was there. But of course, I was there in March. So it's probably like way busier and way more packed with tourists like now or like I don't know, in closer to the summer, it's going to be like super busy, but um, it was just so like, it was also like a really nice transition from being in like a really social, like hostel and like being with people every day and like socializing all the time to um, being in like in Porto, which was more like a, a low key, like just a more relaxing place. Um, and there was a lot of older people. So even in my hostel, um, I met, <laughs> it's funny because I met these two older couples that were they're probably like in their I don't know 60s I want to say um yeah I would say 60s maybe early 70s um which was really interesting because I never would have thought there would be like older people in the hostel but um it was cool because I um I met them and one of them um or two of them they live in Switzerland and the other ones um the other two are from from the US, uh, I think California. Um, but they were, it's funny because they were kind of acting like my, like, I don't know, parents in a way. And they were asking me, like, they're like, so how do you stay safe on when you solo travel or as a solo female traveler? Like, how do you stay safe? What are the, like, the 10 things you do? I don't know. They're asking me, like, a lot of questions about safety. Um, but it was cool that, you know, they were like, you know, they were concerned for me and, but they wanted me to have fun. Um, and they also gave me like this little padlock um, for when I was going to uh, Italy, I think, because they said uh, there's a lot um, or no, when I was going to Spain, because, you know, Barcelona, it's like the the main spot for like pickpocketers. I think it's it has the highest like pickpocketing rate in all of Europe is what I heard. Um, so, yeah, they wanted to make sure that I was safe. So they wanted me to put it on my backpack. But yeah, um, they were a really nice couple. But yeah, that hostel that I stayed at, it was like not social at all. Like it was the opposite. And I think that's why they stayed there too, was because like it was cheaper for them and they were able to get a private room at like a really low rate. Um, and it was also like a very quiet hostel. So, um, but yeah, that, and I think that was um, like my, I would say like my favorite hostel that I stayed in was in Porto. I know I'm talking a lot, but I freaking love oh, Porto. I love, I love all the details. So what was the best meal that you had? Can you pick just one? Um, yeah, that's hard. <laughs> Maybe like um I had a carbonara 
in Rome, which was really good. Um, but yeah, it it's kind of, I mean, it's not anything like out of the ordinary, but I just love Italian food. So that's, oh, and also in when I was in Porto, I had uh, cod cakes. I think cod cakes were one of my favorites as well. Um, so basically it's, it's really healthy. It's made out of like four or five ingredients, um, potatoes, cod, egg, garlic, and like salt and pepper uh, seasoning. Um, and it looks like a potato. They, they kind of like stir it. I don't know how like exactly they make it, but they like stir all of the like ingredients and they kind of make it into this like potato looking thing. Um, and it's really good. And a lot of people have it with the port wine. So it's a kind of, it's a good, um, like it complement the wine complements it really well. We all have to try a cod cake when we go to Portugal now. Y yes. Yes. Yeah. You have to, if you, especially if you like fish. Um, yeah, really good. Awesome. Okay. So I want to know who you met. Do you have like any lifelong friends now? Anyone you want to stay in contact with? Um, I, well, I'm stay like, I know I'm staying in contact with like a lot of people that I met. Um, like um, it's hard to say just like one person in particular because like I've just met so many people, and it's also that you know I've been in like every city I I only been in for like a short amount of time, so it's hard to make like super um, I don't know how to say it like super like uh like deep connections if that makes sense right um because i've only known everybody for maybe like a maximum of like uh two to three days um i mean in some countries like portugal i've stayed for like about a week but i kind of spent my time in both cities like lisbon and porto um but i had plans like um with this uh one girl that i met in lisbon um to go to new york or like to meet in new york because we've um I've never been to New York City before like outside of the airport so um we were thinking about like traveling together and things like that um and then everybody yeah and everybody's like been saying like oh if you're ever in Germany like let me know or if you're ever in Brazil let me know or, like Argentina or, like all these different places you know which is really cool um so it's like I have a you know I would have like a place to stay which is like an amazing benefit of like uh, meeting people all over the world too yes definitely the connections you make are so special yeah so to wrap everything up it's really windy sorry <laughs> um what are some like new insights that you have about yourself about traveling about like the world like just any lessons that you want to share that you learned on this trip yeah um I think, yeah, there's so many, I think it just, like, opened my, like, view so much, and just, like, I became, like, a way more open person, um, just to, like, people, to the world, to, um, just more confident and brave, um, because, you know, and I know, I think one of the things, um, actually is in the future, I know I want to live abroad, like, for, whether it's like for a year or like six months um, or, you know, who knows, <laughs> but yeah. I know that's something I want to do for sure because I'm like, just like in love with Europe. And I think 
I don't know, there's so many things about it that are just amazing. Um, and it's just, I feel like everybody's just living their life. Like so many people, you know, even though um, sometimes it's hard to believe that they even have jobs, but um, I'm sure they, you know, they do, but it's like they actually live, you know, and it's, there's a lot of like values and things that I agree with um, in Europe. So I definitely, that's something that I want to do is like go there for uh, an extended amount of time um, and take more solo trips, of course. And I'm just like way more brave to like book a one-way <laughs> ticket now and just kind of see like where it takes me. I think that would be like an amazing thing to do in the future. Um, because at first I was like really nervous about, like doing this trip and a week before like I was getting so stressed out and I didn't think I was like I don't know if I could do this like I was just thinking to cancel everything not gonna um, because like I was so scared it was only in one place I only stayed in one hostel I didn't have to take any transportation really to get around I mean I would only do the the hostel tours which were, you know, really easy and comfortable. But, um, but yeah, but now I know, like, I, like, I did it so I can, you know, do it again. And it's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, you should be so proud of yourself for doing that. Like, yeah. <laughs> solo trips yeah. are... Like, you can do what? anything. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, what did you... I was just going to say solo trips are something to be so proud of because so many people say they will do it, but it actually takes a lot of guts, I think, to do it and get out of your comfort zone like that. And you definitely 100%. I love Um, that you want to 100%. Yeah. And I think when I got back to Minnesota and, you know, I was here for like a couple of days and even now I feel it's kind of like hard for me in a way of, um, that I'm kind of back to my comfort zone and now like something that I learned about myself is that I hate like being in my comfort zone so I always like want to do something to get out of my comfort zone you know and it doesn't have to be like just travel based but just in life you know I hate staying in one place for a long like um, a long time so um, yeah that's something I learned about myself too and just yeah that I'm like way more brave and I think also I realized that you know like I wanted to do this I did it and so I think anybody can create the life that they want and do what they want to do um you know they just have to take those steps to do it and take action um because nobody is gonna do anything for you you know there's not like a magic like a fairy or something that's gonna like blow some fairy dust and you know you're gonna be in the place you want to be or do the thing you want to do so you have to take action I think that's another important lesson that I learned yes well thank you so much for sharing (laughs) and I can't wait to see you in person again um yes can't wait for your next solo trip yes definitely looking forward to it (laughs) and this is your sign to go on your own solo trip if you're listening (laughs) Yes, do that solo trip. <laughs> do it. Yes. Okay. 
Thank you so much for being here and listening to this episode. If you can take 10 seconds out of your day, please spread the travel love by following this podcast and giving it a rating. Or if there's anyone else in your life that has a case of wanderlust, it would mean so much if you shared this episode with them. You can find me sharing even more travel-related content on Instagram at God of Case of Wanderlust and on my personal Instagram at Lydia Schultz, double Z. I also have a travel blog for my extra passionate travelers out there, which can be found at godofcaseofwanderlust.com. And all of this can be found in the show notes.